And now a reader's theater of what a Dan Lebetard show local hour on Memorial Day would have sounded like. Written by Nathan Minimo. And you're going to have to excuse my acting. I record these late at night, so can't scream and yell like I would like to. But here goes. Plus, still a little under the weather. <clears throat> Dan. Game seven. The best two words in spoke. Mike. Would you stop with that? Dan. Stop with what? Mike. Saying that you wanted this. Dan. But it's game seven. The best two. Mike. No. It's not the best thing in sports. Stop it. There's so many things that are better than that. Like winning with no doubt, right? Just blowing out your rivals better than a game seven, all right? There's so many things that are better. Going undefeated better than a game seven. I mean, again, sweeping your rival better than a game seven. Game sevens suck. They feel really crappy. They're really tense. They stick with you for days after you lose. You feel, of course, you feel great when you win, but they're awful. They're terrible. Nobody likes them. Jeremy, listen, guys. When I was in the Heat locker room, everyone was gathered around Kevin Love's locker. Mike, he didn't even play. We don't need him. He's been dragging us down all along. Jeremy, and Jimmy was watching the music video for Creed, My Sacrifice, in the background. Well, Kevin was telling everyone how hard it was to lose all that weight. Chris Cody. Guys, I'm scared. Mike. You. Don't talk. You. You know what you did. Chris. What? You tweeted we're going to need Derek White to be Derek White? You jinxed us. Chris. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Jeremy. And Kevin was starting to get emotional sharing about the final day he stepped on that scale and hit his target weight Kyle Lowry stepped into the circle and said that's it no more late night McDonald's runs for me thanks Kevin I love you brother Mike will you shut up Jeremy we don't need your stories right now Billy guys guys settle down we've got this heat culture heat and five am I right Mike I really need you to not be Billy today, Billy. Billy. I'm not sure what you mean. It's me, Billy. I can't not be Billy. Dan. The best two words in sports are happening tonight. Game seven. It's the best thing. The tension. The drama. Nothing beats a game seven. And I know you guys hate me right now. Mike, hate you? I'm freaking furious with you. You willed this into existence so you could beat on all the grief. Dan, game seven is where we feel alive. Just the drama, everything is heightened and cranked up to 11. The stakes. Chris Cody, what if we lose? Mike, we should have won game six. Bam has this four-point meltdown and grabs the freaking rim. The freaking rim. You can't do that, Tony. Real hoopers know, Dan. Dan. Pat Riley lives off this. He's going to live another 30 years from the energy alone that this gives him if the Heat win tonight. This is what Pat Riley goes into work for. He's he's never going to quit for moments like this. This is He's built this team around this. Billy. Culture win tonight. Mike. Nobody say culture. You, got, you guys don't get it. Everything is on the line tonight. Jeremy, 
And Jimmy got to the part where they're playing in the bus with all the candles. Billy. The heat from all those candles. Pretty sure that's a fire hazard. Jeremy. So he starts singing along. And, you know, and Spo is backing him up on the vocals. When you are with me, I'm free. I'm careless, I believe. Dan, Jeremy, go to the penalty box. We don't we don't need your singing, right? Your bar mitzvah singing, all right? Get out of here. Jeremy, whatever. I've been carrying you guys this whole playoff run. Let's go. Get in seven. Mike, everything is on the line. The culture. You can't say we have culture and be the only team in NBA history to lose after being up 3-0. I can't watch tonight. I won't. I can't do it. It's too much. I can't do it. Dan, game seven, the best two words in everyone. Shut up. Another episode here of the Fan Levitard Show podcast, the fastest growing Dan Levitard Show fan YouTube channel. You're going to want to subscribe, all that stuff. We're blowing up, people. Another solo episode with Nathan here, powering along. A little bit under the weather. I hope you enjoyed our intro. I had a fun time imagining what the show would have sounded like if they did a show today, because friends... We are entering historic waters here. Only four teams have made it to a game seven after being down 7-0. Did you see game six? Heartbreak. I'm one of those fans I root for the teams that the show roots for over time just listening to them. I've come to want to see those teams succeed. And boy... I was getting ready to call the Boston Sports Hub and be up for a while listening to that because that would have been incredible. Down, whole game, playing very, very poorly. Just Jimmy and Bam, awful, awful games. Uh, Jimmy turned it around in the final couple minutes to where his game was just okay in the end, and that was... Literally, I, I was watching this. And I'm like, man, if either Bam or Jimmy in this just had an okay game, they could win. And what do you know? Jimmy strings together a couple points, has himself a great final couple minutes to have his game become okay. They take a one-point lead. And that Derek White tip in, just gut-wrenching. Had a tweet in the drafts. Had to shut it down. Couldn't send it. And if you're a Miami Heat fan, you got to be feeling it tonight. Little the tension. What Dan always talks about. It's what he wanted. Dan willed this into existence. He kept saying, I want a game seven. Well, Dan, you got it. Is this really uh, what you wanted, Dan? Really? 
because I wouldn't want this. This is this is awful. Your team is about to go down in the worst team in history. But honestly, if it happens, it almost to me feels like a technicality just because it was so surprising that the Miami Heat were in the position that they found themselves of being up 3-0 with just the team that they had. I mean, Gabe Vincent, um, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, no Tyler Hero, and they're on the verge there. And now three games later, is Joe Missoula no longer a joke? I don't know. Well, personally, I think he's a joke. I mean, you watch The Town. I saw that movie. I didn't, I wasn't all that impressed. And you watch it that much. People keep asking him what movies he's watching. He's not giving up the goods. But seems like a decent dude. And he's rallied the troops when majority of people don't rally in this situation. And now here we find ourselves. Game seven. Things are tight. Tension. It's there. The crew has to be feeling it. Mike's claiming that he's not going to watch the game. He'll watch the game, I think. Um, Mike sure. Is he going to watch the game? No, he's not going to watch the game. Um, but we couldn't move on in the NBA unless we talk about a certain someone, LeBron James, right? It's not an NBA conversation unless he's brought up. And I don't know if you heard the scuttlebutt on the Colin Cowherd show that he was out here trading LeBron James for Poole, Wiggins, and Kaminga to the Warriors. Pretty wild. I think he's way off on that. LeBron James to the Warriors, him and Steph together after being these enemies for so long. Not buying it. I think he's way off base. But he might have been on to something in terms of LeBron James being traded. Hmm? I ran a couple situations here, you know? And the reason I think the Warriors is a bad idea is he's that old. LeBron's old. He partnered up with AD to be his fountain of youth, right? That's what Dan always said. AD's supposed to be his fountain of youth, but of course... It's LeBron James who has to go off for 40 in a game seven and carry the team. AD's run out of steam. Steph, he's, I mean, the Steph and the Warriors, right? Where are they? They're not chugging along freight train. They might be reaching the end of their run too, running out of steam as well. So where would LeBron James go for the biggest fountain of youth? Think about that. Fountain of youth. Where is he going to find the biggest fountain of youth in the NBA? The San Antonio Spurs, ladies and gentlemen. Victor Wimbenyama. They got the number one pick. You know they're taking him. And what bigger fountain of youth than playing with the next supposed generational talent? And I see I see an easy path here. Spurs trade Zach Collins, Keldon Johnson, and Devin Vassell. Boom. For who's saying no to that? Who's saying no to that LeBron James trade? I mean, you get uh, Keldon Johnson out of that. I mean, he's the 20, 20 points a night, 
right? That's that's replacing LeBron there for sure. Zach Collins, again, good player off the bench, adding needed depth to that Lakers team. You still got Austin Reeves there, D'Angelo Russell, uh, you got old Rui and AD still there, and Devin Vassell. I mean, there's some more offense there. I mean, I think he's like an 18 point a night guy who's saying no to that trade Lakers are still in contention with that for sure and LeBron and Victor if if you're Adam Silver that's what you want right you want to pair the king you're the old um generation or the the previous chosen one with the new chosen one imagine that never been done before book it or, I don't know, maybe maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe someone would say no to that. Well, where else could LeBron James find a fountain of youth? How about the Memphis Grizzlies? I know Memphis said that they're not going to bring back Dylan Brooks under any circumstances. But what if it's a sign and trade? Hmm? Hmm? No one would see this coming, right? You sign Dylan Brooks back, and then you put him in a trade for LeBron James, Desmond Bain, and Xavier Tillman. You send another 20-point scorer in Desmond Bain. You get a solid defender, great player in Brooks. Xavier Tillman, little spark plug off the bench there. You know, little Swiss Army knife guy. Who's saying no? to that trade and then you got LeBron and Ja LeBron and Ja and maybe you know I think if you're Adam Silver you want this too LeBron hasn't had I mean he has handled his career without any major controversies perhaps LeBron can be the stable force that Ja needs to settle down and grow into the superstar that the NBA hopes him to to be right I think that's a win-win NBA is going to want that. So LeBron to Memphis, who's who's saying no to that? I mean, come on. Unless the New Orleans Pelicans come calling. Hmm? Hmm? Hear me out on this. I know you're LeBron and Zion. But, but Nathan, Zion never plays. He's always hurt. Maybe LeBron and his Navy SEAL trainers can get Zion and his body into the shape that it needs to be to not get hurt. Who's who's had a better injury-proof career until later in life than LeBron James? Perhaps he could help Zion get his body to the point where he can be playing 65-plus games a season. Kids electric, too. Here's, here's the trade I propose. C.J. McCollum, Jonas Valanciunas, and a little Herb Jones, baby. Who's saying no to that? You got your Herb, Jonas Valanciunas, big guy. I mean, Twin Towers, right? AD, Jonas Valanciunas also. If AD goes down, you got a nice little backup solid. Jonas Valanciunas can fill in in that role great. And CJ McCollum, scorer, baby. Dude is scoring. Again, you keep Austin Reeves. And again, LeBron's out. You get to run the team. No shadow GM in LeBron James demanding you bring in players like Russell Westbrook. That's a win-win for both teams. But wait, what? what's that you're saying? LeBron's been to L.A. 
but he hasn't been to the Mecca, the team New York, the bright lights, the glitz, the gra- the, the glamour. It's, it's calling him. Hmm? So how would New York get him? R.J. Barrett, Julius Randle, and Quentin Grimes. Quentin Grimes showed he's a grinder in that Miami Heat series, guys. He upped his value, for sure, definitely. R.J. Barrett, he can score. Julius Randle, maybe he just he's back to the Lakers. Maybe that is going to get his energy back, get his, get his mind right, you know. And then LeBron is in the Big Apple with Jalen Brunson. And you know who joins him? Kyrie. Now, I know Kyrie said, please don't talk about me, but he was talking to those big media people. He wasn't talking to little people, little podcast YouTubers like me. So I'm good here. I can I can tell you Kyrie to New York with LeBron and Jalen Brunson. Who Who's stopping him? Hmm? Who's stopping that team and who's saying no to that trade? I mean, you know Adam Silver wants New York to, he wants that market happy. Right? Unless, wait a second. Boston, the Celtics. Hmm? Lakers, Celtics. I mean, imagine that. The guy, he's, LeBron's going to just hit up every legacy major team. To Boston, yeah? Great accent there on my part. But, but Nathan, how does it work? Well, you know, Jalen Brown's become a little disgruntled there in Boston, right? So I think his time has come to an end there. You throw in Jalen Brown, Grant Williams, and new hero upping his value, Derek White, in the trade. You get a gamer in Derek White. You get Graham Williams, you know, again, spark plug, and Jalen Brown to the Lakers who's saying no to that trade and then you have Tatum and LeBron and again LeBron can be that steadying force who can help Tatum ascend you still got Marcus Smart there you got the time lord uh Williams over there still um adding to the defense hopefully again maybe LeBron's Navy SEAL guys can get his body right who is saying no to that trade I'm not saying no to it. I think it's a great trade. So it's going to be a wild offseason. I mean, LeBron's definitely going somewhere for sure, right? I mean, he's he wouldn't have said he's going to mull over retirement. You know, everyone knows what he's saying. He's saying, my time in L.A. is done. He even, you know, he's long said he wanted to play with Bronny. He even threw that out there. Is, I don't know if that's happening, right? If you were Bronny, would you want to play with your dad? Now, hold on one second. That could be one last scenario. LeBron James retires from the NBA, and rumors are out there that he still has NCAA eligibility. He never went. What if he joins Bronny at USC? They win back-to-back-to-back-to-back titles. What does that do for LeBron's legacy Four NCAA titles. He passes Christian Leitner in all-time points in March Madness. Um, passes Jordan in terms of college stuff. Four 
NCAA championships, I'm going to say that's like two and a third NBA rings, which gets him to six and a third NBA rings, which is greater than Jordan. And he now cements himself as the unassailable all-time GOAT. LeBron to USC. Book it. Well, folks, have you been enjoying the new South Beach sessions? Because you know I sure have. Uh, they have been filled with classic guests that we haven't heard from in a long time. They've been great conversations. Dan's revealed a lot. The guests have revealed a lot. Um, I think it's honestly jumped up to be one of my favorite podcasts outside of the Dan Levitard show. And the most recent one with Mina Kimes was again, great. You know, I think a lot of people mulling over what's Mina going to do. People would love to have Mina be a part of the Dan Lebatard show. I think if you ask people, who do you want to join Metal Arc? Like Mina is probably in like 95% of people's top three shortlist. Mina Kimes. Um, she'd be like probably my number one. But I mean, you listen to that interview, you got to wonder like, is it something that she wants to come to Meadowlark? Because what you see in that interview is the ambition that's there uh, with her. So would she abandon her hard work and career that she's strived for? But you also see what what did she really what does she really love doing in her career? And that was highly questionable. And a return to Meadowlark would be um, a return to that which I guess if you're if you're rooting for that, that gives you hope that you see that she loved um, doing that so much and being within the show's universe that, you know, you hold out hope that that love of what she did brings her back to Metal Arc, which would be a step down for someone who is on big-time ascension. So we'll see. Um, but there was one thing that, stuck out to me from South Beach Sessions, and that was Dan talking about being disappointed in his audience of how his audience responded with recent guests that they've had on of, you know, they had uh, the two guys in drag, and they also talked to a transgender representative, and Dan talked about some of the blowback that he's received from his audience, which is disappointing to hear. He was disappointed in it, you know. Um, you'd like to think... The Levitard Show uh, would have cultivated a, I don't know, open-minded or at least welcoming, willing to willing to think about, um, a willing to think about others and their experiences and empathize with them. If that's anything that Dan is about, it's understanding other people's perspectives to at least put yourself in their shoes and empathize with them. Uh, seems like he was a little surprised and disappointed by that blowback, but I have a solution. Where's this blowback coming from? I mean, it's probably from conservative Christians, you would guess. Um, I myself pride myself in being a man of faith, a Christian. And if you think about it, in the sports world, on first take, when's the last time that you heard anybody say, well, what does Jesus say about 
Lamar Jackson not having an agent? Or what would Jesus do on fourth and two from the 41? Would he punt, try and kick a long field goal, or go for it? Um, you know, what does Jesus feel about the new analytics wave? No one no one thinks about that. No one brings that in. And in a way, that perspective has been silenced from sports talk. So I think if we bring that in and provide space, that maybe we won't get so much blowback on the other stuff if Christians feel welcome to hear about, you know, what uh, what would Jesus say about Patrick Mahomes contract should he try to renegotiate he's not the highest paid quarterback and he's arguably the best so I'm going to introduce a new segment right now I don't know what I'm going to call it holy takes amazing takes oh me I don't know but here goes This is the show where we ask you, what does Jesus have to say about Aaron Rodgers becoming a New York Jet? Um, What would Jesus do with the NFL schedule? Would he add an 18th game? And how how would he do that? Would he cut back on a preseason game? Would he add a second bye if he did that? Um, You know, what does Jesus think about flexing Thursdays? Is Is it safe? Uh, How many flexes would Jesus do? These are the questions we talk about on Amazing Takes. And and today's topic for Amazing Takes is, what does Jesus have to say about the Dak Prescott contract? And I think Jesus would tell us to look to Genesis and the story of the ark. I think he would say, "Look look at this boat that I made Noah build. Look at its dimensions look at the type of wood um look at how much wood was used and and take all of that and calculate it into today's costs to build that same boat um i saved the world with this boat in its darkest time and through noah's faithfulness i saved the world and all the animals in it we using using this boat and if we were to rebuild it today that boat would be cheaper than dak prescott's contract Um, And every year Dak gets hurt and the Cowboys need someone to come in and save their season. And every year, this guy who gets paid more than it would cost to build a modern day ark comes in and he can't save their season. I think Jesus would say Dak Prescott is overpaid. And this has been Amazing Takes. Not bad, pretty good, right? I think this idea has some legs to it. Um, you know, we'll keep workshopping it. You know, add some music. Um, think it'd get a lot better. You know, I don't know. Can only go up from here. Uh, last thing. Last thing I want to say. I'm concerned for the show specifically around 
who took the money out of the fine box. It's been talked about. We don't know who did it. And I want to tell you guys, I want to tell everybody here, I think I'm going to commit myself to trying to figure out who did it. I want to solve this. I want to figure out who took the money from the fine box. I think I'm going to make this a focal point. want some theories. If you have fan theories, comment. Comment below. Who do you think took the fine bucket money? Because we need to figure this out, folks. You got people lying about chips. You got fine bucket money being taken. Uh, things are starting to spiral out of control. And someone who's willing to do something like this could sink Meadowlark while they're in this still young, vulnerable stage. We want Meadowlark to grow. We want Meadowlark to flourish. And there's a fox in the hen house, folks, that could bring it all down. And so I'm going to tell you guys, Nathan Minima is on the case. I am going to figure out who took the money out of this fine box. And, um... You know, if we start getting more guests from the show, I'm going to start grilling them. We're going to find out what's on this video that's incriminating. We're going to follow up on that. We're going to get on this, and I'm going to crack this puppy wide open. So stay with me on this journey, folks, as we continue to support the show that I love, that you love, that we all love, the Dan Levitard Show. I think it's in a great place right now. Love what they're doing love the new voices really excited for a mean and charlotte wilder show but the person who took this fine bucket money we we gotta find out who it is i'm sorry we just dan i don't know if this person can stay in the company it's, it's that serious hmm? you're gonna have to be be tough on this dan and i'm gonna find out I'm dedicating myself to finding out who did it because this is important. So will you join me on this journey? Let's work together to crack the case of who solved, or sorry, excuse me, I, I'm going to solve it. You can solve it with me. Let's crack the case of who took the fine bucket money. And that's going to do it for me today, folks. Um, go ahead, leave a five-star review. Uh, in your review, maybe tell us what chips would you lie for? Hmm? Sour cream and onion Pringles. They're okay, but I'm not lying for them. What chips would you lie for? Leave a five-star review. Tell me that. Um, and catch you on the flip side, folks. This has been the Fan Levitar Show, the fastest growing Dan Levitar Show fan YouTube channel. See you later. Go Heat, Heat and 7.